Hello everyone, this is episode 626 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, May 10th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Nez, and today I'll be talking about Avengers Endgame. I'll save that for the end of the podcast, Endcast, and I'll talk about it briefly without spoilers, and then I'll let you know when I'll be getting into spoilers, and I probably won't talk about it too much because I'm not going to spend an hour going beat by beat by beat, but uh, I'll touch upon that at the end of the show, and before that... I'll talk about what I've been playing, kind of, because what I've been playing is still Agents of Mayhem, which I finished last night. I think it was last night that I finished. It's already becoming a blur, but I finished Agents of Mayhem, and then I immediately deleted it from my hard drive, which felt wonderful. I thought that I had no feelings about the game because it left me so drained and feeling nothing after finishing it other than just wanting to delete it but then when I recorded the audio for the attack the backlog episode that that'll be on I may have been more angry and fired up talking about ages of mayhem than I have been with any other game which was a surprise to me when I was recording like where is all this coming from I didn't know I felt so strongly about this game. I thought I felt nothing. But I apparently felt a lot. And I let it all out. So it turned out to be a pretty fun episode. And I'm looking forward to putting it all together. So I'm excited about that coming out. But of course we have Valiant Hearts, The Great War, coming out this Sunday. Which will be followed up by um, Agents of Mayhem after that. I might do Costume Quest 2 because I saw that Costume Quest 1 just hit backward compatibility, which got me very excited. I love that game. When I was thinking about it, I'm pretty sure that's my favorite Double Fine game. I adored that game. It's one of the rare pieces of media that makes me question whether or not I actually do want kids because I'm pretty firmly in the I don't want kids camp. Though I always say that my answer to that question is... I don't want kids right now. I can't speak to the future. I can meet someone who I fall in love with and they want to have kids and I decide I want to too, that I want to create a life with them. That could happen. I don't know. Uh, I could even adopt. That could be something that happens at some point in the future. Nobody knows. You don't know. I don't know. All I know is that right now, today... I don't want a kid, but stuff like Costume Quest and Monsters, Inc., more than anything, makes me question whether or not that's true. Every time I watch Monsters, Inc., I'm like, if I could be sure that I'd get a little boo, ooh, yeah, I want that kid. Plus, I would definitely, if I ever had a kid, I would hope it would be a friggin' daughter. I don't, nothing against boys, but I would just prefer a daughter. But yeah, I'm thinking about Costume Quest 2, though the thing that's always been keeping me from playing it is the fear that it won't live up to the first. Not that it needs to exceed it or be as good, because I don't think it's possible for it to hit that 
level because Costume Quest was a surprise. And Costume Quest 2 is like, here's more of what you loved. Um, so th there's just that fear. I was also thinking about doing, uh, did I just say doing instead of doing? Whoa, that's not, that's a bad flub if that's what it sounded like. What I was thinking of doing instead of Costume Quest 2 because I was looking at my hard drive for other games that are big that I could delete. And I saw that I still have Call of Duty Ghosts installed. I never played through that campaign. And the bot play, like it's old enough at this point and doesn't look that great that I don't need to keep it on my hard drive to play the alien horde mode that that game has. And the multiplayer with bots is okay, but there are so many other versions that have come out since that I could just play that with. So I could get through that and then delete that. I know a lot of people hated ghosts, but I played like maybe the first chapter. I don't remember hating it, but uh, we shall see. That That's a potential future attack the backlog game as well. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun recording the Agents of Mayhem episode. And maybe it's because I haven't been sleeping well the past few days. Woke up really early, even earlier this past night. And then after being up for a little bit, I recorded the episode at around 1.30 in the morning. So I don't know. I was just maybe somewhat delirious and sleep deprived. And it just came together for a very good episode. Maybe that's when I should record every episode at around 1.30 in the morning after not getting much sleep. And that might be the the keys to success. But outside of Agents of Mayhem, I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves. And when I say a little bit, I mean I played about five minutes of it. And I just tried fishing because I was like, eh, there's a campaign. But I hear that it's still not single player friendly. So I'm not going to bother with that. Especially not right now. I didn't have the time to mess around with getting into the story or whatever was going on. But I was excited about fishing. However, I tried fishing. I don't remember the game giving me any prompts as to how fishing works in Sea of Thieves. And I hooked a fish five or so times. A glowing green thing. I tried to reel it in. I tried different tactics. Different bits of strategy that I know from other games and how they work. Say so like, well does this system work is this how it works is this maybe how it works nothing worked i lost the fish every time and then i quit the game I'm like yeah maybe i'll try this again at some other time so that is my sea of thieves story and then i just booted up hitman 2 what is that one it's not contracts it's silent assassin i think it's called but um, I booted that up because the Hitman HD pack, which has the, uh, the second and third game, hit backward compatibility along with From Dust and Costume Quest, which I mentioned earlier, which is nice. It's always nice seeing these new games hit backward compatibility. Uh, and it looks, it looks good for what it is. You know, it's a PS2 era game, and it's got nice clean visuals you know the uh being just a backward and compatible game it's not you know a remaster or anything so that was nice it was funny how 
where the controls were. Just in that, I think sprinting is to the left trigger. To crouch, you hold the left bumper. And one of the things I really loved is that when you skip cutscenes or bits of dialogue from NPCs, the the little tutorial text that comes up on screen is that press A to escape from dialogue or cutscenes. I just like that. I think it's a little bit of cheeky fun they have with uh, instead of you know saying you can skip the cutscenes or skip the dialogue, you can escape from them. You know, because it it's something that you need to just get away from. But uh, messing around with that was fun, and I also messed around with Red Faction Two, which again looks great. Uh, what you get with uh, uh, the Xbox One X and uh, original Xbox games via backward compatibility is just so fantastic. I wish they would bring out more. I know it's more difficult to do that or whatever, but they haven't had a batch of original Xbox games since I think April of last year. They do count, or at least on the wiki page, they count San Andreas as an original Xbox game. And maybe the Xbox version works i don't know but it was re-released on 360 as an xbox live arcade game so that's the version that has been available for like i don't know but i would love to see more of those get announced sometime soon or just you know shadow drop them or, or something but uh the thing that surprised me about red faction 2 is that the controls are just a disaster it defaults to having inverted controls, which seems ridiculous. And to jump, you push in the left trigger. Not left trigger, the left analog stick. Uh, I think it's one of the analog sticks. And then the other one crouches. It was a very cumbersome setup. Though you can adjust it. You can customize the control scheme. Uh, to your heart's content, you can change every button, which is really nice, but it would take a bit of time to get that through because the way you do it is you just click a button that you want to change and then you change what it, the actions do. It's not like, okay, I want to change what this button or I want to change what this action is and then I want to tell you what button I want it to be for and it'll switch it to nope. You just got to go through everything in a much more tedious manner. But yeah, I messed around with that. And that's pretty much it game-wise. I'm still playing Super Bomberman R because I've, I've made it my goal to unlock the two ridiculous achievements in that game. And eventually I'm going to get a thousand achievements out of that, which will take, I don't know, a year. I have It's crazy because the two achievements that require no skill but just a lot of time are... The two achievements for placing a million bombs, I believe. I think it's a million bombs. And breaking a million blocks. Destroying a million blocks. That's going to take a while because I'm still only at 1% for both of those achievements. So it's. I think it'll probably take over a year. It's ridiculous. Because I'm not going to. I only play it when I'm eating or something, when I don't have to really think about it. I'm not going to spend eight hours straight just dropping bombs because I value my time more than that. But since I've 
fallen off of Gems of War since it stopped working and may be working now. I don't know, but who cares at this point? That's, that's just how it is. So that, that's it, game-wise. Now, on to Avengers Endgame. Finally watched it. And the spoilers that I was concerned about weren't real. Yeah. What I was afraid of happening didn't come to fruition. So that was nice. But overall, I thought the movie was okay. I mean this in a nice-ish way, but uh, Endgame is the Metal Gear Solid 4 of the MCU. Uh, and when I say that, I mean it's very fan service somewhat pandery, and it just is this somewhat tedious, clunky mess of reiteration and closing all these storylines and, and reminding you of the things you loved about all the movies that came before and putting a nice little bow on all of it. It's an okay wrap-up to the universe that has been built uh, prior to it and the movies that have come beforehand, but as a standalone movie, I don't think it's that great. There are things about it that I really, really hate, and... I think it definitely could have been edited and things could have been cut out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not a movie I have any desire to see anytime soon. Again, that is. Um, it's in the mid-tier for me uh, as far as MCU movies go. Probably near the bottom of the mid-tier. You know, it's still taking time to settle, but uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. And now I will jump into spoilers. So, some of the things I had an issue with in Endgame, the, the number one thing is Fat Thor. I thought Fat Thor was ridiculous and stupid and overstayed his welcome from the very first second he showed up on screen. The second I saw Fat Thor, I was like, nope. Oh, this is dumb. And then they just kept at it. I thought maybe he'd get in shape at some point, but he never did. He just stayed Fat Thor the whole time. Hated that so much. I, I'm i realizing now that I don't have much to say about it, spoilery or not, because I just, it is what it was. And, and it didn't leave me. It, 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 the thing about Endgame is that, more so than anything, it made me, Remember the the movies I loved in the MCU that I would like to go back and watch instead of sitting through the rest of Endgame. When they revisit Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and the opening scene, I was like, oh, I could really go for watching that. Should I just leave the theater and go watch that instead? Of course, I didn't do that. But um, Cap using Mjolnir was by far the best scene for me. I loved the hell out of that because I really didn't think we were going to get a payoff on that. I thought that the tease in Age of Ultron was all we were ever going to get in terms of proof that he is worthy of the hammer. Uh, and I'm firmly in the, the camp that believes he could have lifted it in Age of Ultron, but he chose not to because he just didn't want to make everyone else feel bad. Um, 
I love that moment. I thought the the woman empowerment scene or whatever the hell you want to call it where I think it's I don't know if it's Captain Marvel comes in first and then was like I'm not alone and then all the other women show up behind her. I thought that was just a, a really cheap pandery shot that was just I don't know I hated that. Um and no, I don't hate women. I just thought it was a really cheap way to be like, hey, look, we lo- we love women. Look at all these great women in the MCU. We got so many great women here. Isn't this amazing? I'm like, I already know that. I don't need this dumb shot that doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing that? Why are they just not fighting? Why are they all posing? So they'd be like, hey, look, we're all, look at all these women. Let's pose. There's a fucking war going on around us. But we have the time to pose. Can does anyone have a camera? We can hold this pose for a little bit. We're okay. Nothing crazy is happening around us. Uh, I thought that was just a dumb, a dumb moment. Um. Oh God. Yeah, I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> I'm realizing now just how indifferent I am about seeing it because it was just, it was long. And it just was, it wasn't a strong movie. It was a long wrap up to everything that has come before, not just Infinity War, but all the movies. Let's wrap up this, let's wrap up that, let's wrap up this, 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 and that. Uh, I was not a fan of the way they handled Hulk and his smart. Hulk version instead of him having the two versions fighting against one another I prefer that version and just the way he was acting in the the diner wherever they were I could not stand the, this the second he dabbed I was like get the fuck out of here no get out of here um the Fortnite bit was just like oh of course of course is in here the Russo brothers being huge Fortnite fans this is stupid um, but you know, even when half the the world is gone, Fortnite still exists. So I guess none of the developers were snapped away, or half of them were, and the rest are just doing the most ridiculous crunch time ever. Stupid ass Fortnite. Um, yeah, I don't know what else happened. Black Widow died. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got nothing. I watched it. I left. I was like, oh, that's okay. In no ways left lived up to the hype or anything. It just it is what it was. And then it was over. And I'm excited for uh, the future of the MCU. I wish I didn't watch the most recent Spider-Man trailer because while it spoiled Endgame, it spoiled the shit out of the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, it revealed too much. I just I hate trailers, and I wish I could stop watching them. But part of the reason why I don't even bother is because they're going to show up here or there or this or somewhere else, and I'm I'm not going to stick my fingers in my ears and close my eyes and hum to avoid watching a trailer in the theater or stuff like that. I'm just, I don't care enough to do that. But, uh, 
I wish people making trailers could just hold back a bit. You know, I always appreciate when I see a movie and uh, after the fact, I'm like, oh, the trailer really did not reveal all that much. Um, like in Bruges. In Bruges painted the movie to be a, a straight comedy, but it was much darker and had drama in it, and I appreciated that all that stuff wasn't in the trailer. Uh, and probably because it's much easier to sell a comedy than this dark thing about this guy who accidentally killed a child and is dealing with that uh, trauma. Um, well, yeah, that's it. That's all. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com, and if you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye.